dear black women, you are beautiful. You are strong. Always remember this is where you belong. They will constantly tell you that you are wrong. Tell you that your hair should be long. Tell you that your hair should be straight. Eventually, that might be the hair that you hate. You have a style and personality they try to imitate. Dear black women, you are educated. You are kind. You have a beauty that is hard to find. These words are authentic and true. Most of the world tries to look like you. That brown skin they taught you to hate. Now they go to tanning booths to try to imitate. Your beautiful color is natural. Theirs is fake. Those beautiful full lips they taught you to hate. Now they inject chemicals so theirs will inflate. That's why they will continue to hate. Dear black women, you are resilient. You are unique. Don't let them brainwash you into thinking you are weak. Remain strong when you speak. I told you that you are resilient. Always believe your ideas are brilliant. Dear black women, you are the most disrespected, the most neglected and unprotected. You were raised to expect it, but please don't accept it. Demand your respect, you earned it. That feeling of neglect, unlearn it. Protect your heart and mind. Black women, this is your time to shine. Don't be blinded by their hate. I know you will be great. Dear black women, I say this again and again, always remain fearless until the end. Your dreams are beautiful like you, so we have to stick together like glue so you can protect me and I can protect you. Hey y'all, this is Angie and welcome to my podcast called Be Honest Though. I have two special guests in the building today. My good friend, Chantel and Jazz. How are you? Hi, Angie. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> I was waiting for this. Jazz is nervous and I told her not to be nervous because there's nothing to be nervous about. Right. It's just a regular conversation. We're just talking, girl. We're just right. talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first one, which, you know, first question I ask, it usually loosens people up, but okay. how is your mental health? I'm going to ask you first, Jazz. It's not good, actually. <laughs> Are you stressed? Yeah, I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm stressed about a lot of things, so. I understand. Like, yeah. You're going to be okay. I'm, gonna be okay. I'm here to catch you, Jazz. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm here. <laughs> How about you, Chantel? Um, today. <laughs> yes, today. Today, my mental health is okay. Okay, good. But um, I'm stressing a little bit about school. Yeah, going to nursing school. Yeah. It's coming through. It's coming through. I'm okay. just going to, you know, keep just praying keep on pushing. it and pushing on it and see. Yeah. Waiting for some answers, so yeah. trying not to stress about that. We need good nurses in the world, so they need to get it together. Especially because, black nurses, like, right? Like this is too much. Get it together. I need some black nurses. Yes, right. black nurses. They 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 try to hold us back, y'all. Yeah. For I'm, real, I'm trying to tell you that. 
It, it is a thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, y'all. So, you know, when we talking about black nurses, we know the theme is black girl magic. Black girl magic. Yes. <laughs> Living yeah. in our skin, in our black skin. Which, which is, is beautiful. Could be a lot. So beautiful. Right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, I wanted to know, what was your experience no what was your first experience where you looked at yourself and you're like i love being black my first experience Mm -hmm. um i don't know i i feel as i i grew Mm -hmm. into being a woman i started to appreciate it more Mm -hmm. as opposed to when i was a kid because Mm -hmm. I just felt like as a child, I always had to prove my blackness Mm. just because, um, you know, me being light skinned, uh, a light skinned black woman, I always had to prove. I always got the questions of, well, are you mixed? No, my parents are black. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like I know who my parents are. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. If and why would I lie about my identity? Yeah. Like if I was half white or Hispanic or anything other than um black, why would I lie about something like that as yeah. if I'm ashamed when I'm not? So like I said, I just feel when I was a kid, I just had like this, not necessarily like an identity crisis. It just felt like I didn't always fit in just because mm-hmm. people constantly told me that, oh, well, because my hair is a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you have long, pretty hair. Are you sure you're black? I feel like that is so offensive. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't a black girl have long hair? Yeah. Why can't we have a curlier texture, mm-hmm. you know, because our hair comes in all types of textures. Mm-hmm. So it it just goes to show as I grew um, into being a woman, how um, as a child, like sublimity, that like those things are pushed into our heads. Mm. Like, oh, I can't be black because my, my hair is long. Yeah. I can't be black because my hair is a curlier texture. Mm-hmm. It's not as thick as, you know, the next black girl. Yeah. My skin is not as dark as hers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, and then it always came from black people. Mm. It always came from black okay. people. So it kind of shows that there's a little self-hate within our community. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of colorism. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... I don't know, just hate. I, I hear it even to this day. Yeah. Like, I hate when people say, oh, you don't have black hair. Well, what's black hair? What is black what's hair? What's black hair? Oh, you have good hair. Thank you. You basically my... mean if the comb don't break in your hair, it ain't black. That's but it. You, that shouldn't be the case. It's, um, maybe I have broken a, a <laughs> couple of combs in my day. It's not even about breaking combs, though. It's that black people come in all shades and all shapes and... and just a variety of people so it's like the fact that we have this one ideal of a black person right it's kind of troubling to me because black people make multiple shades multiple not i don't even know how to explain it like just multiple people like with different grades of hair with different shades of skin so it's like why do we expect so little of black people when we're literally the root of the earth 
Exactly. And like as I grew, just because people focus, I feel I feel as black people, our skin tone is always the main focus. Mm-hmm. Like whether we're dark skin or we're light judged. skin. Yeah, yeah, it's how we're judged. Like yeah. as a child, I always to this day I always wanted to be darker. And then you mm-hmm. might have a dark totally, a dark yeah. tone a dark skin toned person who wants to be lighter because they've always been ridiculed. That's interesting. So you wanted to be a dark skin mm-hmm. woman? Yeah. You too, Jazz? I've always wanted to be One time I skin. went, when I was visiting family in the South, I literally stayed in the sun for like, I promise you, like eight hours until my skin was basically like almost bleeding because I was like, I'm going to be a little black girl this time. Wow. Yeah. Like, I've wow. always, like, even, like, when I was, like, a little younger, because I've always, like, like Chantel said, like, I've also been picked on because of my skin is mm-hmm. lighter. So, you know, nobody ever believed I was black. So, I secretly used to use, like, tanning lotions really? to make my skin, yes, to make my skin dark. So wow. then I won't be called the white sheep in the black family. Mm-hmm. So, you feel you like there's some type of shame or something when it yeah, comes to? I do, actually, because it's like, oh, well... When you live in a predominantly, you know, black family and mm-hmm. most of the, their skin is like a beautiful black mm-hmm. and then you're just this little light skinned girl. They literally yeah. used to tell me, oh, where did you pick her up from? Yeah. When did you adopt her? Yeah. She doesn't look like everybody else in mm-hmm. a family. See, I wanted to do this episode because I was kind of, and I wish Kay was here too because she's like a darker skinned woman, but... I'm interested because, like, with lighter skin is kind of, like, attached to attractiveness. But darker skin is attracted to ugliness. You know what I mean? So, as a child, I used to, like, struggle with the tone of my skin. Because, first of all, I feel like the tone of my skin is kind of weird. It's not like... um, how can I say it? It's kind of like it's, it's darker. Thank yeah. you. But it's darker. <laughs> but it's kind of like it's just like a weird like olive. Like I'm, I'm going to need you, know you to I'm stop saying? calling it weird. Okay. No, but it's not weird. The only reason I'm saying it's weird is because when I try to find makeup it's hard. <laughs> so that's why I call it weird. But I struggled mm-hmm. because especially like so I have my mom's side of family and most of them are fair skin. Like my cousins are mm-hmm. like lighter skin. Then I have my dad's side, which are darker skin, right? So it's like I always and my cousins on my mom's side, they're like beautiful. They're beautiful. So I feel like on that side, I was kind of like struggling, like, oh, I feel ugly compared to them because they have lighter skin, like they have longer hair. So and I'm like darker skin. I'm not the darkest, but I have darker skin. I have Afro hair. They don't have the same type of hair as me. They don't have the same type of skin tone as me. So I couldn't relate to them. But like on my dad's side, it's like because I was lighter than them, I could be considered cuter than them. But I still had kinky hair, you know, and I've seen I feel like this is my own perception on that end. But I feel like I was looked at as more, you know, kind of like bougie or something like that, because I don't know if it was my skin tone or because of like the way my father like raised me or whatever but it's just like I was always in between that like oh I don't know am I ugly am I cute like am I accepting my skin tone can I accept accept every color that my skin is so it was very interesting to hear like that you guys felt like you know 
like you were put outside the box because of how like your skin is, you know? Yeah. And you were test your blackness was tested. I, I feel like it, it was always because even like as children, I feel like there's always been a light skin, dark skin dynamic. Yeah, always. Especially always. with black like women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, you know, I've grown up well, I've grown up in a predominantly You wanna be on it? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because I'm trying to get every on it. She's gonna answer after this because I can't. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> so <Scorch>. yeah. <laughs> um uh, when I was growing up I always felt like there was that light skin, dark skin dynamic, especially mm-hmm. with um light skin, dark skin girls. And then it it kind of put a barrier in between us yeah, it did. because yeah. solely you'll have the darker um skin tone the girl with the darker skin will automatically feel as though because she has darker skin that the light-skinned girl wouldn't want to associate with yeah. her or she automatically because of bullying because i've like I've talked to a couple of friends automatically they just felt because they had darker skin that mm-hmm. the lighter skin girls were prettier yeah and that they didn't want to associate with them mm-hmm. and that in my opinion that was absolutely not true and as me and Jazz have said we have our own complexes even with um down to our dolls I had sent mm-hmm. you the picture yeah. of the the black Barbie and Ken basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot what their Which names were. Beautiful, were. by the yes. way. Yes, yeah. and I loved it. And I remember my mom was telling me that um, even as a child, I would pick up the white doll. And then mm. I asked her, I was like, why Why would I pick up the white doll? And she said, oh, because you said that it looked more like you. Oh, wow. And that was wow. a problem. And as a kid, like, you know, we say things, but children, as children, we know internalized feelings. Yeah. And we feel the struggles of society. Yeah. Regardless. And then that was just like one, just one little dynamic of the whole light skin, dark skin um, complex. Yeah. There's just a lot like. I've always felt like growing up, I had to prove my blackness because of the color of my skin. Yeah. See, one thing about my dad, he would not allow white dolls in my house. He would not allow white dolls. He made sure, yeah, he made sure that I was like secure in my blackness. Like I might mm-hmm. have had like a Spanish Barbie or something like that, mm-hmm. but a like a white doll, no way. No exactly way. but when i was so my sister when she was a little younger she wanted um just a barbie doll to practice braiding hair mm-hmm. when i went to toys r us why is there no selection mm-hmm. there's no selection of black dolls no exactly Okay, did I say hi? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, this is Emory, y'all. <laughs> she's like, she's like an added guest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just adding on to what you guys were saying. Um, Yeah, I never had a white doll. I mean, a black doll growing up. So, and it's funny because in my culture, like, my... Um, my dad, he, his dad was very fair, like super fair skin. And then his dad, his mom was lighter. I mean, it was darker. I'm sorry. And he would always joke about, you know, how like when we were younger, we'd go to Haiti and then we come back from Haiti, like super, super black. 
And my dad would like joke about that, like, oh my god, you guys are so dark. You guys are dark like coffee, like dark like coffee beans. And yeah, and because in our culture, it's very like, you know, we were colonized by the French and, you know, the whole, you know, history of it. And yeah, like we are kind of taught that having this, you know, Eurocentric looking like, you know, you're from, you know, Europe is uh, the thing of beauty, is the standard of beauty. So yeah, it's not. So when did you love your blackness? I actually love started to love my blackness when I actually had a little white girl come up to me and she was like, "Wow, like you're beautiful." Oh, okay. When was that? How long ago? It was, was like that? I probably was like maybe twenty. Not even okay. gonna lie. Like, mm-hmm. and then I had another little black girl who was darker. Like she was like a pretty like nice cocoa color. She's like, "Oh wow." Can I be as beautiful as you? I said, honey, you already are. Um, you don't. Yeah. I was like, don't look at my skin and think that I'm more pretty because I'm lighter. Yeah. You're just as beautiful as right. I am. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Emory, when did you um, love your blackness? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to, I'm sorry to cut you off. Or we can just rotate back to you. I don't know. Yeah. But, um,. When you said, like, when I started to like my black, when I started to accept my blackness, mm-hmm. it was probably when I decided to go natural. Oh, okay. when I stopped perming nice. my hair, basically. Oh, yeah. I think I've been natural probably like four, almost five years. Oh, years. okay. So that's pretty recent. Yeah. 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 So, because I think we were having a discussion about like job interviews. Oh, like, how do you wear yeah. your hair when you go to a job yeah. interview? The fact that we even have to have that conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's when. I started to realize me trying to conform to a certain image, me straightening my hair, you know, me blowing it out when honestly, I feel like my hair looks better natural. My Mm -hmm. curls pop, the chemicals that we're putting in our hair is damaging our hair anyway. I can't even do anything with my flat hair. Like every time I'd pick up the flat iron and I'd be like, I'm going to like it this time. I'm going to like it. it And then I literally end up (laughs) crying Mm -hmm. every single time. (laughs) Like, why did I torture myself like this? Like, I need to really stop. So I haven't really done it in like almost a year. So, okay. Yeah. I feel like the same. Yeah. I feel like the same. How about you, Emery? When did you um, love your blackness? Um, or if you're still in a journey of loving it, that's fine. No, actually, it's kind of like okay. I guess I would have to say when I entered my like adulthood, what okay. like I don't know between like eighteen and twenty one, mm-hmm. and I actually started loving it when I learned to love my culture. When mm-hmm. yeah, yes, I am black, but um, my parents are from Haiti, yeah. and you know I'm you know the first generation over here, so it's like born here, I should say, and it was like. Yeah, I started to love it and appreciate it and, like, learn about it and learn about the history. Because when I was younger, I used to want to be Spanish. I used to want... Really? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's the thing. I used to want to that's be Puerto Rican. I used it to definitely be upset is. that my parents were Haitian. And that, you know, because of all, you know, how strict they were and all their, you know, cultural differences. And how they brought them over here and they still think that they're in Haiti. And I hated it. 
But yeah, as I got older, um, I learned to love being Haitian and love the food and the people, the music and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started loving my dad. Okay, wait, I have a little side note to add. Like, why do we do that also, though? Because it's like, whenever we used to get cute or like dressed up, we used to be like, oh, yes, I'm looking like a little snack. I'm looking like a little mommy. Like, mm-hmm. a little like, reference to being, you know, Spanish. Like, but what? I feel like it's kind of like misogynistic a little bit. Yeah. It is. I think so. I think so. Because I feel like that at the end of the day, we still follow men's standards, okay. right? Their standards of beauty. So men's standards of beauty is like not necessarily, it's not always necessarily white, but it could be just lighter than the black skin. No you get what I'm saying? So, you know, Spanish, I feel like Spanish women always got that past, like the past that black women can never get. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely agree with you. And you mm-hmm. know what it is about Hispanic women. It's it's that they're basically that mixture. People yeah, look at them as that mixture of yep. black yes. and white. Yeah. Yes. And that's why they are viewed as the most exotic because yeah. they're just yeah. a mixture of what they consider is both beautiful features from each. That's how, in my opinion, that's mm-hmm. how I look at it. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. But it's always been like, I feel like it's always been like a Spanish versus black thing. Mm-hmm. Like, always. But they're yeah. black too. I, yeah. I keep right. trying yeah. to. Yeah. It's like preference. Fine, you can like who you want to like, but just don't, you don't have to, you know, degrade us or speak yes. down about us. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about that. No, for real. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's sad that we like they kind of like put us against each other you know what i'm saying like we always are fighting for this attention like this imaginary standard and it's it's created practically by men because um back to i'm sorry what's your name emory 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 so what emory said um about uh don't don't degrade me Mm -hmm. because of your preference yeah and i feel um i can only speak because i've only really seen black men do this Mm -hmm. when it pertains to black women but if you have a preference to date a white woman Go ahead. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. If you have a preference to date Asian, Hispanic, they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that is fine. But when you say, I date Hispanic women because black women are dot, 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 mm-hmm. that's when I have a problem. You're obsessed with us, baby. Yes. This is mm-hmm. All okay? the time. Even when it's, they say that they hate us, yeah. they, they're still thinking you about us. You occupy your mind. Yes. You really do. Like, for real. Come and, on. I agree. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I feel all... A lot of people put all black women into this category. Mm. Oh, she's loud. Oh, she has an attitude. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. she is ratchet. She's too aggressive. Yeah. My passion isn't always aggressive. Just because you're intimidated by it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's aggressive. Yeah. And that's the problem I always had about that. It seems as though when a black woman stands up for something that she's passionate in, mm-hmm. she She's always titled as aggressive. Yeah, yeah. But why? Because we're standing up for something that we believe in. It's nothing. I think we. I think they just look at our skin and just feel like 
that it's automatically aggressive. Like the darker our skin is, the more aggressive that we are. The and it, and it adds on to us being expressive. Yes. With our hands and our feet and our language and our accents and our yeah, our our slang. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like but, but that just comes from the history of what we have to go through as black yeah. women. Like we've always been, oh, we can't be this type of way because if we're too loud then oh typical black woman oh Oh, and then if we have like our a nice body shape typical black woman or Mm -hmm. oh she just wants attention Mm -hmm. and it's not even most of us not even they're not even looking for attention it's just we were blessed with certain things and just because that's your opinion don't push it onto me exactly as if i'm the one who offered it or welcomed it to you no that's your personal opinion that you're pushing on to me that i yeah. didn't even welcome yeah and it, it's always been like that yeah. black women are criticized so much in everything that we do everything even as a, a child we're sexualized as children i mean can we talk about the fact that we're not even looked at as children we're not like it's crazy t- how aggressive yes. people are while mm-hmm. we're kids. That's true. Exactly. Sexualized as children. Everything. Like that's insane to me. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I mean oh my gosh. Like my mom taught me like don't wear words on your shirt. Cause you don't want men to look at your chest. Like what? Exactly. And come on, gra- think about graphic tees. Think about as a child, what you want to wear is is shit on your chest. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, but I can't, yeah, but I can't wear something because men are going to look at my chest. And what? I didn't help this. I didn't think my boobs are going to be big at 11. You know what I'm saying? That's something, first of all, that's something that's traumatizing anyway because. Like as a child You wake up You think Oh what the hell is this Right, right. So mm-hmm. now you have to deal With puberty So that's another thing But then you gotta worry about Nasty ass men Right Trying to hit on Yeah Trying to hit on you Talk to you Do all of these things Like and I think That's a real thing For black women Especially really because is. Well black girls Because Like we develop faster Yes But we're still children And the fact that We're preyed upon it's so disgusting. Exactly. It really is. It's as simple as have you ever like been outside on a hot day and you just go to the ice cream truck to get an ice cream or like one of those popsicles and you're you're just sucking on the popsicle and you're automatically sexualized. Yes. Automatically. Or 12 even years if old, you didn't sexualized. get it and they'd be like, oh, why didn't you want the popsicle? Well, I didn't want the popsicle. Oh, yeah, let me I see. You don't, want, yeah, you don't want the popsicle. They pressure you you don't want doing it? that. That's crazy. Yeah, like, yes. no, I know what I want. Give me my sandwich. I want the ice cream oh sandwich. And even with that, it's still like, oh, yeah, like, right. it's, it's just crazy. That's so disgusting. Yeah, That's yeah. so disgusting. Exactly. From what we wear in high school, there was a dress code. But, you know, as black women, mm-hmm. black women mm-hmm. tend to be a little bit more curvy. Yeah. So, um, we were still all... didn't even fit into Always, <laughs> constantly, <laughs> just criticized and uh, ostracized for how the uniform looked. Mm-hmm. This... She can't help that she got a little bit more booty than Becky right here. She exactly. can't help it. And like, I have body just... out of you, okay? Everybody have body out of you. 
My butt was poking down because we had like a school uniform and shit. I had body eye. I need that body again. Exactly. <laughs> Girl, you're so beautiful. <laughs> like, this must be like 11, 12 years old and this one is like just full figured and just yeah, voluptuous. Like and I'm like, adult. wow. <laughs> exactly. No, right. See, you being a kid, but your body wasn't a tub. Yeah. No, right. Exactly. Yeah, meanwhile, yeah. She's, yeah, she's a full child in yeah. middle school, you know. And it makes me nervous, like, oh, my God, my daughters. Like, this is what we have to think about. And go yeah. through. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Just to think, yeah, yeah. like, how yourself, we have right? to basically, like, mm-hmm. we literally have to train yeah. ourselves and our children to... And prepare them. And for prepare like them for the world. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when you become, like, when you hit puberty, there's a certain, like, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to go over and make sure you know what to look out for, like, what to watch out for, what you could say, what you can't say. Like, it's so many things of just yes and no's for us as black women, where it's like, if we was to go into any other culture, they will look at us like, what? You guys, right, you guys right. do that? Like, right. that's a thing? Mm-hmm. And we're exactly. like, this is our everyday life. And you know, um, I never like the, who am I going to use? I'm going to use Embry. 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 Yeah, Embry. Embry. Yeah. Embry. Okay. So, Embry has We're these... all getting to know each other because we're going to be a family. Yes. <laughs> So you guys can't see us, obviously, but she has these beautiful shorts on right now. But I even remember as a child, as a 12 year old girl, you know, my mom saying so and so is coming over. So can you put some pants on? Yep. I've been wearing these shorts yep. all day. Mom. <laughs> yep. I've been wearing these shorts all day. Now you need to ask Uncle Jim why he's looking at me exactly. and why I gotta change my shorts. These That's are family members. <laughs> like what? No. And now I have to be uncomfortable in my home mm-hmm. because a grown man is sexualizing a twelve-year-old child. Mm. As children, we don't think about this. We just gonna go and do, do what, what mommy say. says or yeah. with whoever says. But you know, as an adult, I start to think back on our experiences mm-hmm. of why we had to do those, like just those things. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, I see little children, fashion models. You know, whether they're little, um, they're white girls, little. Asian girls or black girls and it just seems like the little black girls always sexualize. Yeah, all the time. Oh, what what she's wearing is inappropriate, but this other girl has the exact same outfit mm-hmm. on. Yep. How does hers look grown and then hers doesn't? Yeah. And it's just always it's just going to continue throughout our lives and until we break those curses and yeah. enforce that in our children. Yeah. When we do have children. That's a nice segue to my next question because I wanted to ask what if y'all have the honor of having daughters, what would y'all teach them that was different from what we learned? First of all, I'm gonna cry for like a whole month. (laughs) (laughs) Because just to start with, because it's just gonna be so many things running through my head like Am I going to be able to prepare her for the world? Yeah. Like, that's the number yeah. one question that would go through your head. Like, you just, yeah. and then you got to think about, like, 
how can I protect her? What's the best ways I can t- um, tell her what to do to teach her so she can mm-hmm. protect herself? Because what if I'm not there? Like, it's yeah. just a lot of what if, especially with girls. I feel like with girls, it's just so much more like a protection rather than the sons because it's like, they're men, they're mm-hmm. okay. But when it comes to, you know, your little girl, your little princess, it's just, you're like full-blown mother bear, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. I will literally end the world yeah. for this one. <laughs> I'll shoot this all up. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, black boys do need to be protected. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, yeah, they do. You know, yeah, they do. Yes. Like, they do. I think they need to be yeah. protect, more protected than what we think that they need to be right. more protective right. of. You know what true. I'm saying? Yeah, no, true. Oh, but yeah, I understand definitely. because you know how you were treated as a child you know what you went through as a child we don't know how to relate to to boys that's why men are important to be in men and little boys lives you know because they can relate but as a as women we can relate to what black you know girls go through because we all went through that you know what i mean right um i think what i would teach my daughter um is that simply she's beautiful like when Mm. my daughter grows up i don't i don't plan on putting perms in my children's hair oh no no no, at all Mm -mm. and simply that she's beautiful and she can express anything to me Mm -hmm. that's a big one for me because even to this day i was having a discussion with um my mother and I started to raise my voice and she said, don't raise your voice at me. But I was like, but you aren't listening to me. Mm. And that's that's the problem. Like you are not listening to me until I raise my voice. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to yell at you or like I said, raise my voice for you to understand me. Mm. or to listen to me mm-hmm. and that's the most important and for my daughter to feel loved i don't want my my daughter to go out into the world and have to seek validation from either oh, a man yes. or a yeah. woman yeah whichever sure. she decides to love and you know and to be real i'm life. still struggling with that now exactly that's something you have to really unlearn yeah it's and, yeah. It, and it starts with childhood people yeah. don't realize that a lot of what we go through as um, adults is really affected by how we were raised as children. If your children are feeling loved and validated, they know not to fall into those standards of, oh, this false love or this like illusion mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. love because they're so desperately trying to feel va- validated. Yeah. And that's really the problem. Yeah. I'm going, yes. like, I want to show my daughter that she can be independent and that she would. And she doesn't really need a person but want a person because at the end of the day we want an, a, someone to love us and then we do need their love yeah. at the end of the day but there's a certain type of need um there's a ter- there's a certain type of like need as opposed to oh a validation i'm trying to fill a void no oh I'm- lord i don't want to cry <laughs> Men are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't never mind me. (laughs) I told you, Chantel, probably gonna tear up at any time of this thing. (laughs) 
It's okay, but it's okay. that's what I want to teach uh, my daughters. And yeah. if I have a son, it's the same way because same yeah. men. What we fail to realize about men is is that it also starts with childhood. Yeah. A man will be hurt from. <laughs> Eighth grade, you yeah. know this girl. And still holding up, baby boy, let that hurt go. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like black girls because the girl in eighth grade called you called you doodle head, <laughs> baby. Doodle head for me. Oh let wow, let it go, please. Not the doodle head, please. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but it's making them feel love, like. Well, I know we're talking about black women here, but even with black men, black men have a hard time communicating and expressing yeah, their feelings. Yeah, yes. and that's be- yeah, they exactly yeah. they don't know how to because one, it could be they grew up without a father figure, mm-hmm. and mom was trying to raise them to be tough because she couldn't be that male figure, mm. and that's also the problem. So as even with our sons, we need to show them that it's okay to express their feelings yeah. it's okay to love and that you're going to be you're not going to be less of a man because us as women we crave that we crave a man that can express their feelings yeah communicate affection yeah exactly because he's going to be like a little cute sensitive boy just. <laughs> he's going to be such a man yeah all the well whoever he loves you know they're just gonna <laughs> I don't think I want a son. No. <laughs> I would love to have a son and a daughter, but I really want to have a little boy first. I yeah, really want to create like a little sensitive, like little thing. Like I just, you know what I mean? Like I just, I feel like. Not going to lie, the thought of children terrifies me. Really? Yes. Even though I've raised many of them, mm-hmm. the thought of having my own. Your own. Yeah, it's terrifying. Me. But I wanted to be a mom since. Mm-hmm. I can hold a baby in my hand. Right. Like, that's that's just, that's one goal. I never aspired to be married. Mm-hmm. I never aspired to be this great businesswoman. Oh, my God. But a mother, you know, that's so always crazy. Because of the way I grew up, I've never believed you can have both. It's mm. either you had a family or you were married. Never mm. thought of it as one whole entity. It was always two separate things. So mm-hmm. it's either I'm going to have a child and be by mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. or I'm going to have a marriage and not have no children. Mm-hmm. But you know really? what? I always knew that I would be like a businesswoman. Right. Like my mother naturally, she's just, just she's just this businesswoman out in the town, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She was more of a businesswoman than a mom. Not saying in a negative way, but just mm-hmm. she was just about her shit like that's what that's what she i felt like that probably prepared you a lot better yeah so i i already knew that i already had the work ethic Mm -hmm. like i already knew that when i go into this world i'm always gonna be like this boss chick right Right. but a mom that's something like i aspire to be like you know what i mean because i feel like everything else would will play its part but a mom is something you have to actively work for like to prepare yourself you know, for exactly it. yeah are any of you guys parents no i'm raising mommy no, here oh. Oh. parent in here but oh. it's funny to say that uh angelique because growing up i actually 
thought kind of like in the same way like I always knew I wanted to have a child like in my mind I always envisioned like if you know you see yourself in like 30 years where do you see you know I saw me my child I never really mm-hmm. saw a man mm-hmm. so it's just weird that yeah now I'm getting back to that place <laughs> like yeah it's about to be just yeah me and my son and I don't know like I do want another kid but it's like I don't know yeah but yeah yeah it's yeah um what, what is Chantel? Chantel. Chantel. Sorry, Chantel. Jasmine. 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 Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Jazz. Sorry. Um, no. Um, I like to guess. <laughs> to follow up with what uh, Chantel was saying about how, like, yeah, you still have to, like, worry about, you know, how your uh, son's uh, emotional well-being is, you know, raised, being raised as well. And it's not just about, you know, little girls and things like that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we should have to protect them, but boys need protection too yeah. you know what I mean so that they're not growing up to be you know this guy with five baby mamas and not mm. you know um, and being afraid of commitment and you know having all these other issues Sweet so that. yeah so it's very important you know I, I try to raise my son to you know communicate yes he has issues you know like you know like how most kids do like mm-hmm. you know expressing themselves but yeah but it's important yeah you have to be able to tell me what's wrong communicate you know verbalize it and just speak you know yeah don't act on it speak on it you know so can i just add something yeah um i've always saw like myself also having children Mm -hmm. but throughout my life i always took my mother's words with me and she always said something like um when it came to having like relations with men having sex with men she said why would you lay why would you lay down with a man that's not good enough to be the father of your child speak that always carry that that. with me Mm -hmm. she was like never lay down or at least have unprotected sex with a man that is not good enough to be the father Mm -hmm. of your child and that should be the general rule period if you cannot see Yourself having a C from this man. Do not lay with this I, man. I would have wished my mom put it in that perspective, mm. but she didn't. She said, don't lay with a man that can't walk with you in the light. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's right. Woo. That's the way you better put it. But <laughs> yeah, that's, wow. how my, that's how my mom really put it because she was like, don't expect. Like, you can't bring a man around here. And he can't even walk with you in the daylight, but oh, he wants Lord. to warm your bed at night. Oh. This is not going to happen. Yes. Right. Okay. I absolutely agree with that. Right. Yes. A hundred percent. Because she's like, you can't bring him home if he can't. If he's not trying to meet me, there's no there's no need for you to exactly. be with him because exactly. that means he's not going that far with you, honey. So exactly. it's no point in bringing him around. Exactly. Just just cut him out. Period. Keep him as a little friend. <laughs> That's your friend. That's your. That's friend. your friend. Yes. <laughs> Nothing more. Just your friend. Yes. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Well, I didn't even need to use my questions. <laughs> right. This was a great I conversation. Told you, I told you guys that it was gonna be just a conversation. Yeah. He wasn't nervous. I was. <laughs> this this was, was, good. Good. was good. It was good. Thank y'all, beautiful black queens. I'm yes. so excited. Thank y'all for coming on. You're no for problem. real. Um, do y'all want to plug anything? Do y'all want to? Because I know Chantel, you have your um, skip the 
what is it? The skip the fate talk and the clubhouse stuff. Oh, or? the clubhouse that hasn't even launched off yet. But no, okay. I feel you know it should just be natural conversations like this. Yeah, you know yeah. I will. I would love to have a conversation and incorporate even some black men and how they feel mm-hmm. and the ways that they have grown up. Well, ones that want to express. Yeah, I think this those needs feelings. to be a continuous conversation. Yes. Yeah, because um. It's it's interesting. I might maybe do a part two, part you know something. Yeah, uh, collab black men. Yeah, on there too. I feel like I gave enough black men attention last season, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so they can take a break <laughs> on the back burner, you know. But now nah, I love y'all, but still, you know. <laughs> but thank y'all so much. Um, thanks for listening, and I appreciate you, fam. And remember, be honest though.